What's up and welcome to Fortitude in 15 with Sam Panich and Parker Yablon, presented by Elevation Nation. In 15 minutes, we're going to talk about what's going on in the real world and give you some tips and tricks on how to activate mental fortitude and conquer the real world. Hello, Samuel. Parker, how are you, man? Happy F15 Thursday to you, bro. How's life? Like, How's your week? I feel like we haven't done one of these in a while. I know we did it last week, but <laughs> it feels weird because I was in another like country doing it, and now I'm back. So it's been a while since I've been at my desk doing it, but it's good to Welcome see you. Back. Welcome back I to New York. Your mustache has grown normally, which means that actually it's not your mustache. It's your beard that grow back out so that you don't have the crazy stash just like hanging alone. You know, your I think... Your 20s are about experimenting and figuring things out, and I say I'm still figuring out what hairstyle looks good on me as well as what facial hair I like. So we tried the mustache look. Um, As my wonderful roommate, uh, Matt McPartland, said, it looked like I dyed my mustache darker than the rest of my face. So uh, once he told me that, we decided to trim everything down. But yeah, we're good. We're back on track. Looking good. Feeling good. Had a wonderful weekend. Uh, Episode one... The guest from our first podcast actually came into D.C., got to spend time with the one and only Joey Lane this past weekend. So it was wonderful. How was your weekend, bro? Everything good with you? Everything was great. The week is going busy, 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 busy. I will say your hairstyle has changed over time, but not as dramatically as it did when you studied abroad in Spain. That uh, elevation age, we may have to post that. Nope. Sam's picture of his haircut in nope. Spain, he really uh, went with the exotic look. And I think it worked well for him. He doesn't think so, but everyone else thought so. Um, so to keep a lookout on that. Let's hope no one ever has to see that hairstyle on my head again. Um, it was rough. But yes, speaking of Europe and things going on outside of the U.S., um, I think we'd be remiss to not at least chat, Parker, about how you're feeling with everything going on in Ukraine. I know it's been a little bit difficult to follow what's happening, why things are happening, and we're definitely not experts, so we're not going to be preaching today. But just as friends catching up, I wanted to hear how you feel about all that stuff. It's obviously hard um, watching any humanitarian crisis go down, but this seems uh, even more painful than normal. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's not just a humanitarian crisis. I think it's a a people crisis, a world crisis. It is a crisis of so many things, and it's so sad to see. Um, you know, I studied government and politics in college, and like you read about a lot of these things and a lot of the systems in place and the policies in place and the years and years of work that people have put in to make sure that something like this doesn't happen again and watching it unfold on the television right in front of you is it's it's crazy i was talking with my my team um at my full-time job and we were talking about what was going on and i think the first thing for me came to mind is like you're watching it and it's not like a movie it's real but I feel powerless in the sense that I can't really do much to help 
because I'm sitting at my desk in the United States and there are people who are struggling immensely across seas and I'll never know what that feeling is like, how they're going through. And I just watch it on the TV, but it's crazy to think that that's a reality. It's not like a, a movie or a book or you just turn the page and then things get better. No, like people are literally going through war and like trying to I don't know like it it's I'm like speechless when I think about it like that you know yeah no it's and I think also you know social media and everyone for the most part having smartphones and the ability to share information video and pictures live has made it seem even more real than before and less distanced I think I mean we were able to hear and see things firsthand, right? I don't know if you heard the news about those those Ukrainian soldiers on Snake Island, right? And you heard them say like, F you to the Russians as they were invading, right? Like you're hearing the voices, you're seeing the faces live, not months or weeks in the newspaper later, like many of our other wars have unfolded, but this is right here in front of us. And I think Barker, I share that similar sentiment with you of feeling just really helpless. Um, a little bit hopeless, right? Um, and it's definitely scary that things like this are happening in the world that we live in now, where I thought we were through many of these preventable issues, but alas, I, I guess not, you know? I was actually reading this book, um, something, let me get a look at the title, I don't want to mess it up. It is a history book about all the ways humans effed up. It's called Humans. A Brief History of How We Fucked It Up. And in it, it was talking about that there's kind of this inevitability of war, unfortunately. Humans, for some reason, always go back to fighting and territory and land and power. And every time we think we've figured it out and come to peace and everyone's happy, it seems to be only a matter of time before something changes. And it's horrible to see that and think that. And I hope history doesn't repeat itself forever on this thing. But looking back at history, it seems like we always, for some reason, eventually come back to conflict. Yeah. I don't know if I want to say we, though. I think there's small, small, small amount of individuals who uh, like conflict like that and are deterrent of peace Mm. and they want to go against peace i think the majority the vast majority of the world and the people who live in the world want peace it's those who are ingrained in the way they think and um almost custom to that power that that feeling of deterring and you know waging war whether that's with terrorism whether that's with with going on in the conflict overseas, whether that's with um, like internal civil war within countries, you know, there's the individuals who I don't know, like want that power, and the war is the only way for them to go about getting it, and it's just it's messed up, man. I mean, 2022, you would think something like this would never happen. Ever. Like, literally, it's crazy to think. And, like, like to your point about social media, like, 
you know, at World War II, you couldn't even really watch it on a television screen. You were kind of watching film get relayed and pushed and the media controlled this and that and newspapers. You're reading about things that happened two or three weeks ago in a sense. Whereas now you have literally Ukrainian soldiers and civilians with their TikToks like literally open filming it. And you can scroll and watch as things literally unfold in, among like our eyes. It's it's just it's crazy that it's crazy. Yeah, my heart goes think, out to to all those people who are affected, whether they're in Ukraine, whether they're in Ukraine or Russia. Honestly, I mean, for the most part, think about all the Russian civilians who don't want this. And yeah, I, I, it's it's painful, and all their family and friends are on the world like. I don't know. It's messed yeah, there's up, a man. lot of pain. There's a lot of pain. And I think, you know, if there's any small glimmering bits of hope, I read a headline today that Airbnb, you know, was hosting, what was it? Something like 100,000 uh, Ukrainian refugees in different host cities that are nearby. And so, you know, you can only hope that, you know, people can try to make an impact and, and help each other out and, put humanity first in these situations for all these people. Um, one thing that I was thinking about a little bit, Parker, and I want to get your thoughts is the, like this concept of bravery and nationalism, right? With all these Ukrainians staying back and standing up for what they believe in and fighting. Like, I, I don't know if I'm brave enough to say I would do that. Like, I, I really don't. It's incredible to see them be able to feel so passionately and strongly about their democracy and their country of Ukraine. Um, I don't know if I would be able to show that same amount of bravery. Well, I think most of them don't even have a choice, Sam. Do you want me to be completely honest? Um, Because the country of Ukraine is in martial law and rooted in the law is that if you're a male between the ages of 18 and 60, you have to report to duty. Hmm. Think about that by law. It's crazy to think about an 18-year-old, literally. Imagine you're in high school, 17 years old, you graduate, and now you got to, instead of going to college or going to start your job or whatever, you're you're fighting for the country that you grew up in so that you can see that future. It's it's I, I honestly can't even think about it or imagine it because... We, I've never been in a position where I'd have to ever think about that. And hopefully in the future won't have to, but there are people who are enduring that right now. And that's the crazy thing about it. It's like people our age, 26 years old. That's like, it's wild, wild to think about. And I think we continuously talk about how from world war two, all the terrible things that went on, we can't let history repeat itself. But I think what we're seeing unfolding in front of us is history repeating itself in some way. Yeah, it's horrible. I'm glad, you know, you and I were able to connect on this. I think it's been a hard couple weeks of just watching the news and feeling like we're sitting with our our hands tied behind our backs a little bit here in the U.S. So I know I was looking at different ways that we could impact and help. Um, I know UNICEF is one organization um, you can donate to to help the humanitarian crisis and some of the refugees in Ukraine. Uh, There's a few other organizations as well. But um, I encourage Elevation Nation, if you're able and willing, um, find ways that you can support, whether that's reaching out to, you know, Ukrainians that you know, um, 
and, and just showing them that you care and you're listening and you're here for them, whether it's financially, whether it's with your time, um, find ways to support because, you know, this, this whole concept of, you know, being humans together and having mindsets to want to grow and improve and elevate, it means nothing when our basic human needs are taken away, such as freedom. And we need to get those things covered first before we can think about elevating others. So if you're in a position that you can help someone get back some of those basic human rights, uh, definitely try to. So with no that... Doubt. and. I don't think I have a perspective Parker? today. Okay. No, not today. I think out of respect uh, for the conversation, out of respect to what's going on, no, no perspective. Our perspective was our conversation. Um, but like Sam and I have been reiterating, we are sending our prayers and our love and thoughts to all those who are affected. And hopefully, um, you know, we'll, we'll continue to have the, these difficult conversations. I think that's what we're about. Um, and, please reach out, correct us, tell us what you think. We'd love to hear. Um, and you know, as things transpire over the next week, month, year, however long, you know, things go on, but that's why we're here every week having these conversations. Thanks for listening. Elevation nation. No, it was a tough one, but, uh, we appreciate you letting us talk to each other and figure this thing out. And we're always here for you guys too. So until next week, peace. Thanks so much for listening to the show. If you aren't already a subscriber, please do subscribe and leave us a review. Follow us on Instagram at elevationnation underscore IO and on Twitter at elevatebegreat. Check us out on the web at www.elevationnation.io. Special thanks to our producer, Parker Yablon, and our directors of social media and strategy, Alexa Pullman, Daniel Sternberg, Danny Pullman, and Maddie Schloss. Until next week, Elevation Nation. Oh,